I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is the second Helpings uh, podcast for Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And I'm and Jake Larson. And Jake Larson <laughs> is making an appearance today. You know it's a, a big day when uh, we get the teenager up yeah. for the 7.30 a.m. installment. Let's be clear. He woke me up. Like, my alarm, for some reason, did not go off. And so he comes up and he goes, do you know what time it is? I was like, oh, my God. I, I was go. sure to be the one to wake him up, you know, to get him here for breakfast but oh that's funny it's the power of hash browns let's not even pretend that there's anything other than hash browns in this boy's mind because that is it i do love hash browns are you a hash brown connoisseur oh for sure what where's your favorite hash browns like yeah i don't think it's even like a where no it's just because we don't it's really just go to have them for breakfast you know what i mean do but, you make them at home well no. i know that they're hard to make see like naturally i've yeah. bought little hash brown cakes those are not, are not bad. I know. <laughs> that you fry? I know. They're just tater tots, but flat. What are the other ones that come, the shreds in the green bag, Simply Hash yeah, or something? Yeah, you like those. I've made those. I've made those before. They're all right. Yeah. They don't ever get as crispy, but... No. I kind of have hash brown connoisseur issues. I love them. You do. I don't... I'm fine with them. I don't... Yeah. Um, it's still... Uh, it's not... Uh, it's not about, like, that's what I want, but then by the end of the plate, that's what I've eaten, and then I'm yeah. just, like, completely greasy full. So, I am a hash brown connoisseur. Do you want me to just... Why don't you? Well, Al's breakfast has good hash browns, because they cook them on that griddle that's the griddle of life that's been used for 50 years of grease and griddle. Yep. Um, that, that would be key to me. Yeah. Louisiana Cafe has good hash browns. Oh. Um, the Uptowner has good hash browns. The Papalette at Gianni's, which is hash browns but stuffed with sour See, cream and okay. cheese. Yum. Yeah. I think we're getting into a different thing here because, like, breakfast hash browns are one thing, but then steakhouse hash browns are totally different to me. Okay. Like, because they're I, excellent. Yes. And they are. And I'm saying that that's... But, like, you would never, ever order those loaded hash browns for breakfast. You would only... Oh, have, I would. You would? Yeah. Like, if you were sitting down, like, right now and they had those yes. here, you would get those? And I would ask them to put, like, an egg on it or a side of scrambled eggs. Yes, I would. Wow. The Capitol Grill hash browns? Yes. Okay, 100. if we're talking steakhouse, I can do this because I can't do breakfast necessarily, but I can do steakhouse. And I will say, I still think the Ocean Air had the best hash browns ever. Yeah, they, they do have good Tabasco hash browns. Tabasco with bacon in it. Yep. So it was a little bit, and you know where that came from, by the way, since I do know? It was completely and utterly a kitchen guy's snack.
like the cooks, they were the ones who were making those because they were making the Manny's hash browns when they yep. were concepting Ocean Air. So they were making the Manny's hash browns, which are just those great crispy, the ones that you that sit in a pan and you know. Those are good too. Those are. Are phenomenal. you guys ready? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. What would you like? I just have a plate of hash browns. <laughs> a side of hash browns? Yeah. Can I just get like a big plate of hash browns? They only come one size, but sure. Okay. Order two. Hash browns. Yeah. Do you want eggs or anything? Can I get some sausage? Side of hash browns and a side of sausage? Yeah. That sounds like a breakfast of champions. Yeah. I would like one blueberry <laughs> pancake and some hash browns as well. One blue cake and a side of hash browns. Um, I'm going to go with two eggs over easy mm-hmm. um, with toast and sausage, please. Okay. And I'll get a side of hash browns in case the we'll side have of enough. hash browns. That sounds great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so they would make that so as the kitchen make, snack. Yeah, so they they would you know while they're concepting the menu in the kitchen and everything else, then the the when there was leftovers, the the amigos, you know, most likely would then um, take the hash browns and then make their own mix. They throw in bacon and cilantro and Tabasco. I and love hot it. Sauce, and then that all of a sudden everyone's like, why are we putting these on the menu? And so they went on the menu. I like it. So I that know. became like their signature thing. But here's the thing with your loaded stuff. This is just me in my challenging ways, of course. <laughs> Because this is what we do. Um, it, it just becomes like you lose that hash brown with all of that sour cream and all the goop. It becomes like so much, like you lose the hash brown, I guess. Okay, not to digress, but we could say that about an omelet. You could say that about nachos. You could say I, that I do about think that about nachos. Although, pizza. I'm not eating nachos to taste a chip. I'm eating the nachos for a goop, for like all the mookie mookie. But like a hash brown, that's my thing. It's like I just want a salted, pure, crisp on the outside, beautiful, soft, and greasy on the inside. Like that to me, that's the moment. But like a plate of tortilla chips, who gives a shit? <laughs> Like, you've got to queso that business up. But, like, a hash brown, I would go simplicity. I feel like that is the German in you. Because, <laughs> honestly, the marriage of potato, cheese, True. and sour cream is... No, but see, here's the weird thing. Like, I would rather have a baked potato like that. Like I do I, love a baked potato like, a baked like potato that, too. with all of your stuff in it doesn't bug me as much as when you do it to a hash brown. Isn't that funny? It is funny because you're not getting the pure potato Yeah, that you're... crisp and that gorgeousness. And I don't... Baked potatoes leave me kind of cold. I mean, I mean, I just sort of For like... real? Well, they're just... Usually, when I don't order them out because normally they're just not good. The good ones, though, with the crisp skin and the salt yeah, on it? Yeah, but I guess I don't trust people anymore to do that. I've had so many sad ones. Well, you can always tell. Tom, this is maybe a foodie thing. If someone has served you a day-old baked potato, can you tell? Oh, well, I bet that's it. Well, I don't know. I don't you, order them anymore. They're so. 100% different. They have Are a they taste. Are they dry? You'd it's think more than dry. that. If they baked it and then, yeah, that's like getting the starches. That's a starchy, What happens weird, is inside, thing. the starches, like, collect. Yeah. And the texture's different, and it has a different taste. Oh. Can you tell, like, when someone reheats meat? Can you taste that? Well, yeah. Not just the dryness, but the literal taste, that it tastes different. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm not eating, like, reheated meats. Like reheated pork. Oh, um... Like if you cook pork in the microwave the second day. can't It has, like, a different taste. No. You don't think so? No. Oh. I think it does. Yeah. Do you? I think it has a different taste, but not worse. Yeah. Not necessarily worse. Sometimes worse, depending on how many days you've reheated. I think it's texture. I mean, there's a texture thing, but yep. for me, I wouldn't say taste. I can tell. 
Like, and I just can tell. I don't know. I can tell in reheated chicken. I can tell reheated pork. I can tell reheated baked potatoes. There's just something. Huh. And it is not texture because I thought it was texture and yeah. tried to, like, mine for that. And it's really not. Because if you're having pork carnitas and you've cooked them and then you're crisping them up in the oven, like, again, there's a taste. Yeah, no, I But don't then if that. you reheated it the next day, oh. it tastes completely different, even if you did the same thing. Well, are you always reheating in the microwave, too? Not necessarily. Okay, I've tested that. Because for me, I don't normally, like for meat, I just reheat it on the stove. Like I do a pan thing instead of doing it in the microwave. Because I think, unless it's like chili, you know, which is a conglomeration soup yeah. kind of thing. But even then, oftentimes I do it on the stove. But so do you use your microwave very often? I melt butter and I reheat my tea or coffee. Yep. And what else do I do? Anything like in the microwave? Yeah, not very often. It's mostly because I I, and totally truthfully, it's not like a judgment thing or anything. Yeah, it's just people what you feel use. weird about that. But it's mostly because we only got a microwave. I think when I was married, when Jake was born, someone gave us one. And they're like, "You're oh, gonna that's want." That's They're like, "You're gonna want this for the formula." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I so they gave us one. We hadn't had a microwave. We just didn't, and so it was sort of like. And for the hot dogs. Yeah, he does hot dogs like crazy in there. Yeah, Ellie lived on yeah. well macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and baked beans for the first 10 years of her life. Yeah. Yeah, no, everything else I do on the stovetop because it's just easy. It's just, I don't know, sometimes I think it's faster. When you have to pull stuff out of the microwave like three times to stir it, that's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. Like chili, you know, that I do cover and then I do that, you know, but... And leftovers, I guess, maybe, if I cover them. I don't know if, like, there's a whole plate of things, and I just cover it and I stick it in there. Huh. Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. But I don't ha- I don't recognize the taste. Now I'm going to have to play that game. Of whether you can taste it? I yeah. think you can. Huh. And, and, um... Well, I mean, I think anything a day old is going to have a different taste, but, I mean, just, it's not going to be the same fresh. It's Maybe. a, it's a taste. Know. But you have a I can't specific, describe it. Is it like a metallic thing? Like, as if it were a metallic thing? Like, it's a tang? It's a different... Like, is it specific to meat? It's a different Or is it... It's specific to meat. But, and like, specific each to meat? the type of meat, Okay, yes. so it is just... So, leftover... Like, I would rather have leftover chicken cold. Oh. Because I don't want to heat it, because then it changes the flavor. Okay. Or, like, maybe shredded I'm salting pork. everything too much. <laughs> like, maybe after I reheat it, I hit it with so much stuff that I never taste it. I am a big salt person, so that's probably not it. Because yeah. I will take, like, again, the cold chicken and just dunk it into the... Right. I have a salt cellar. Yeah, I do <laughs> I eat, like... the whole thing in there. When we do, like, pasta, the family pasta, um, and then... Don't you reheat that in the microwave? I don't reheat that. I eat that cold. Like if I have farfalle with tomatoes and garlic and and chicken grilled chicken pieces in it, I I, I house that thing cold. I stand over the out of the fridge and I just take a fork. That's funny. And I get into that Tupperware. That's it. And just go for it. Yeah, and it's because but you reheat. He reheats it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's more of a like an a, it's like becomes like a pasta salad. You yeah, know? I can see it being a pasta salad. It just wouldn't occur to me to stand at the refrigerator yeah. and eat it cold. No, it's like because I'm not really gonna eat it. But then especially if it's grilled chicken. Especially if it's springtime grilled chicken, like, like right now I'm like, oh, I can grill again. Yeah, like, I haven't grilled. Our grill is like uncovered. It's oh, oh thank you. Blue cake. Yes, thank you. 
Yeah, our grill just emerged from the cocoon of snow it was in. That's it's, it's been a very interesting week for learning about water and pumps. Okay, did you have any flooding? No, but I didn't realize that I have a sump pump. I didn't even know what a sump pump is. Oh, really? I heard something running. And then I went down there, and there's a cover on it, so I lifted the cover off, and I was like, holy shit. Right. There is, like, all you know those big paint plastic tubs? It's like that's the size of it. And halfway up was water, and then water was rushing, like a storm drain rushing. It was so much water, I thought, if this thing breaks, we are in serious, serious trouble. And it didn't break, and it's done its job. But I said to Kurt, like, I wonder if, because it's run continuously for, like, four days, if we need to have someone come and just make sure that it runs the next time. Do you need a PPC for your AC ASAP? Say that five times fast. That's a peak performance check for your air conditioner to make sure it's handling this summer heat. At Aquarius Home Services, we know your AC has been working really hard. It's been a hot summer with more hot days yet to come. For only $29, get a peak performance check and get the most from your AC this summer. Stay cool and worry-free with a $29 PPC on your AC. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. It's crazy, all the water, now all the potholes. Oh, I know. my word. I know. There's, um, yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> I was saying our, the creek. We have a tiny, tiny creek, very tiny creek, way in the back property. It's basically getting real greedy. A lake? And taking over our entire bottom yard. Like, yeah. it has eclipsed. It's coming. It's encroaching on the uh, the garden. Like, that's like, it's so far from the garden, and now it's, like, up to the garden. There's been a lot of pictures on Facebook of people's backyards being completely submerged. Yeah. yeah. Um, driving here this morning, we were following some deer on the road. They were oh. having a run on the road. <laughs> they were slipping all over the road, and that's the other thing is it is real slippery. Well, and that's what's going to happen for the next couple weeks, they say, because you're going to have warm days and then you're going to have cold nights. So every time you get up in the morning, it's going to be a little bit slippery. I'm supposed to be training for a run. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I can't run outside. And running on a treadmill is just torture, pain. So I don't even know if I'm going to be ready by the time it comes. When's your run? Second week of May. Oh, well, maybe ten one. miles, and I've only done two so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what else is really good for cold temperatures during the night and warm temperatures during the day? Maple syrup. Yeah. Is it starting to run? It's coming. The maple syrup stuff is happening at the end of the month. I think they're doing some things out at the Arboretum, um, and that'll be pretty good. But you can see the people getting the trees ready, out by me at least. There's a bunch of taps, people tapping their trees and getting the buckets out and stuff, so it could be pretty cool. could be a great maple syrup season. Haven't you done that before? When I was a kid... We tapped my mom's maples in the back of her yard. And then we've gone, Jake and I and the family have gone to the Arboretum to do, like, the sugar shack and all that kind of stuff. But we've never done it. We didn't have maples in our yards. And now we do. You're right. We have three giant, although they're, they're, I think they're silver maples. They're not kings. And silvers don't, I feel like, don't have a lot of sap run. But maybe wow. we should try to trap them this year. I mean, it takes... That year that we did it at my mom's when I was a kid, 
I remember specifically that it takes so much <laughs> to boil down. Yeah. You need an entire bucket in order to boil down to like a teaspoon. Of syrup. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I often wondered about what that ratio was like. Oh my god. I can't even imagine. But, yeah, we have, you know, on the on the magazine's website, we have uh, those videos like My North. And it, there was the one that I just loved was the one of, uh, of Alan Page in his sugar shack. He's got a sugar shack in his on his property. I didn't know that. And he just makes maple syrup. He just does it as a relaxing thing to do. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, did you have good eating experiences this week? Um, I don't know. I mean, that, let's talk about other show. Okay. We'll leave that for that. Um, I... Are you doing anything for St. Patrick's Day? Well, no. Okay. I'm pretending it's not happening. That's a very common thing, I feel like. Really? Is it this year or just... I think there's a lot of people who get really into it, and then the majority of the people don't have any lineage and don't really care. You know? Yeah. In the end. Normally, I'm kind of on the periphery. Yeah. And because it's on a weekend and I live in St. Paul, yeah, you kind of I have not. done some stuff. I just... More coffee? Yes. Just getting back from Mexico, kind of getting back into the swing of things. I'm having a dinner party tonight, and I'm having yeah, which ladies I'm not over for brunch to. tomorrow. No. Which is fine, because somebody asked me, oh, are you going to Hanson's? I'm like, no. I don't get invited. That's fine. My max, that my new house, I used to be able to do 12 very comfortably. My new house, the minimum or the maximum comfortably is eight. Oh, yeah? And that's not very many. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you're doing a dinner party, and you know this, you have to, like, put the right people together because... Well, I know that you don't like single people, and that's where I fit weirdly into your mix. That is so unfair. Isn't it true, though? You couple up. Everybody at your dinner party tonight, including your dining partner, which is Todd. Yeah, Todd Walker's my dining partner. So he's not a single. He's your dining partner. Everybody else is a couple. Because that's the kind of party. Like, sometimes you don't have that kind of party. Sometimes you have your singles and your couples and you mix. Oh, really? Because you, you, we've talked about this, and you said you were uncomfortable when there's a single person at your table. And it seems to bear out. No, give me my sausage. Oh, they're fighting over the sausage. No, I'm, I mean, that sounds like I'm against single people, and I'm not. You what? I, that's a, that sounds like I'm against single people, no, and I'm not. I'm not. more like putting combinations together. Yeah, will you hand me a napkin? Uh-huh. Um, no, I just think it's funny because, like, Todd isn't even a single person. Like, he, like it's all these couples. Because he's like, so she, because we were just ch- joking about it. But he was saying, I was like, no, she doesn't like it when, like, it, to have one person, if they're all couples, and then there'd be one person floating. That's probably true. Yeah. But I... And that's okay. I guess that is because they're single. I was like, well, it's not because they're single, but of course it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's fine. I don't... I mean, my God, you know, there's enough stuff in life to worry about that's not about... I'm, and I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. I, uh... So I'm doing that. And then the next day, I was like, well, as long as I'm doing it... I'm Do you having, feel like that? Yeah. Next day, I'm having a ladies' brunch. Right. Which will be good because I don't have to pace myself tonight because I'll have to get up and cook for everybody tomorrow. I do like that when the house is clean. Yeah. Like you might as well just keep going. You're clean. You have the flowers. Yeah. That's what's nice about 
like the when we do burn party or something, the house is so clean, and then and then like he has a party the next day. Jake yeah. gets to have his friends over, and I don't feel like it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Well, and I did the five hundred dollars Certix run, so I'm stocked up for at least for the, the beginning of the summer. Right. That's the good. other thing too is like when Kurt's out of town. So right. when Kurt's out of town, I have different people that aren't like people that he knows or like our couple's friends or you know you guys and you guys have been a couple for so long and you have couple friends yeah I mean not everybody has that did you see this thing where they were saying that people are starting to take separate honeymoons so someone gets married and then instead of it being like a honeymoon they each go on separate trips that's absurd is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard I mean if you want to do that in your life fine but don't it's not a honeymoon and don't right. call it that it's just, just go a on a trip right I mean I'm all for people not always being together mm-hmm. and absence makes the heart grow fonder and traveling with friends or traveling with alone I've only traveled alone once I'm not gonna lie but it was life-changing mm. in a good way or bad way in a good way. I was kind of, well, we were in a period of not so great marriage time, mm-hmm. and our daughter was little, and I was feeling stressed out, and Kurt said, pick somewhere to go and go alone for four days and just get away. You just need to get away, and so I did, and kind of on that trip, I had a revelation about that I wanted to be in the marriage and be married, and good. I just, you know, I went right from kind of being in my parents' house to Kurt. Yeah. Or ours. Mm-hmm. His. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whose house it was. I don't know. It never even felt like mine until probably my late 20s. Yeah. Just because he's 10 years older. So it... Right. So, yeah. I went to Santa Monica, California by myself. And did you just walk around? I did. And I... Yeah. And I had, like, just moment after moment of what am I going to do in my life. That's interesting. I got a rock on the beach that I still have and I think about it that's good yeah I do think it's good I think there's so many more people who do solo travel these days that it seems like such a a thing you know in a weird way but I think it is I've always thought it was good um it was I was at the gym and all these women are getting ready to go on spring break or their kids are going on spring break and they were all talking about how scared they are to go to Mexico and like don't drink the resorts alcohol because there's been the whole thing where they some one of the resorts the Ibero Star Resort was somehow changing up their alcohol and some people had died because they were using methyl alcohol Um, but I was like you're all so afraid to go to this country why go yeah and if you're not feeling good about it why go and like I'm sorry this is just going to sound horrible but the whole going on a senior trip as parents like you're going because you're going to monitor your kids going crazy on spring break and really it's the adults who are drinking heavily yeah and the idea that you A need to do that with your kid like not all kids need to go on spring break if they're not ready emotionally to be adults then don't make them right and you don't need to go and do that and you don't need to go and drink with your kids I'm not you know people love it it's weird and they're and it's like oh we're going to chaperone like are they chaperoning you or are you chaperoning them let's be real no it's a hundred percent true I mean I think some of mine went on spring breaks actually one Matt went on 
sunscreen break, but he went skiing, I think. Like his senior year, he went skiing with a bunch of pals. And, and like, is it a rite of passage as a senior to go on some trip? I don't know. When did that become a thing? It's kind of been a thing. But I also think that it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, there's people who have gone on spring breaks every year of their life. Like, we have little friends who go, you know, every year they go on spring break with their family. And so that's sort of the thing that and they do. And we have done that. Yeah. I'm not going to I was going to say, you're a traveler. You guys do that. So it's, like, not that much different. The, the thing that has changed is this weird group mentality where it's, like, all these families go together. Yeah. Do you have anybody who you want to go to spring break with? Nope. <laughs> Jake Larson's here. You don't want to. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. That would be fun, but you guys are not, like, beach guys either, so. No. <clears throat> if anything, I'd like to go hiking with Mike Marshall. Yeah, it would be good. Hiking or a road out, trip. Hiking out with Johnson. I'm not a big road trip guy. Don't love cars. <laughs> yeah. You're not? No. I don't know why. I just don't love them. Like the riding in it or the driving or just the extended time in it? He hasn't really started to drive yet. I mean, honestly, that might change. Because I think part of the thing that you hate is that whenever there's more than just you and me, people are, you have to be in the back. And that is not comfortable for a man your size. Yeah. And he hasn't had the greatest experience with that. Because his siblings are all, even though they're smaller, they're like, you're younger. You have to sit in the back. It's not easy. That's funny. You still can't sit in the front when you're with your siblings they don't like defer to you depends sometimes size wise i think they're old enough now where they're like yeah that's fine Jake. they're secure because i can't really get the seatbelt on in the back <laughs> of my car my car kind of yeah. sucks for that yeah so then it doesn't feel like super safe right so do you think maybe you'll live in a city where there's like good public transportation so you don't have to deal with it my ideal place to live is vancouver oh god yeah he wants you to live in vancouver. god bless you mm-hmm. you'll go visit have you been? No. Why do you want to live there? Because I think that is the most amazing city in the world. It's uh, my ideal climate. Cold. Cold. It's rainy often. <laughs> um, they have the world's best Chinese food there. And yeah. sushi. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of immigrant population there, and they have, like, a Chinatown like New York. Mm-hmm. There's also, like, whales and ocean right there, which is pretty amazing. And then you're, like, 90 minutes tops. And it's not even that far to the mountains where you can go skiing and go to Whistler. And there's so much nature really close by. The city is really well laid out, but it's expensive. OMG. Probably one of the most expensive places I've been. Really? Uh-huh. I, don't, I went a, I went a bunch of years ago when two of our friends were running the Vancouver Marathon. That was the first time we'd ever rented like an Airbnb. Before that sounds like a cool marathon. Before there were Airbnb. Oh, it was awesome because you go. There's a whole stretch where they go through the woods in yeah. the park, and you can't. There's no spectators allowed in the woods, so it's just the runners on this huge stretch. And of course, that's where my friend Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. Um, <laughs> didn't come out, and we're like, where's Kevin? We waited and waited and waited. We're like, he seriously, all of these people he was running with have, you know, because that's how you market, were passed and passed and passed and passed. We're like, he's way off his time unless he fell or something. Well, then all of a sudden a van comes out of there and he had totally collapsed, you know, like, and it was just like, whoops. Okay, there's Kevin. Kevin collapsed in the woods. Yeah. It It happened. Yeah, it was like his knee or something. It was something. But 
but oh, yeah, so it was a rough one. But uh, but it still, I remember to this day, like that was a beautiful city, and we went up to Whistler and we walked around the woods and saw waterfalls and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's I a support really, it. Really cool place. I support it. All right, well let's wrap this up. Yeah, breakfast. Breakfast. breakfast well, how was your Stephanie? How was your uh, hash browns? What's your rating out of ten? Good out of ten. Good out of ten. Yeah. Okay. We're at Peace Cafe. I don't even know if we said where we were. I know. Seems to be our favorite little spot. The original. Spot. Yeah. The waitress is always really funny. How was your How's your pancake? Good. I can only was, was eat. That enough? Or yes. You want a more? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure. You're good. Uh, just the um, check, I think. Sure. All yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'll grab it. All right. Well, have, happy St. Patrick's Day. Good luck. Yes. Be safe. Are you going to eat anything St. Patrick's Day? We should just talk about that for a second. Well, we are going to talk about that oh, on the, on show. the radio show. Yeah. Okay. okay. More to come. See you later. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota Podcasts live here.